You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Usually I join with my co-host Shankers, but Shankers isn't on the show this week. But we, he's actually just told us that he's busy focusing on the medal for the weekend. So we are going to be joined by the two medal representatives this week for this show. We're joined by their co-manager Colin Spence. Colin, it's a pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks for joining me. No worries, Scott. It's good to be on, mate. Brilliant, looking forward to it, and we're joined by the goalkeeper as well, the man who keeps, who will maybe keep Shankers out on Saturday, Mark Waters. Mark, it's a pleasure to welcome you on to the show, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, mate, looking forward to it. Brilliant, we've got a lot to get through in this show, obviously we're going to be talking a bit about Meadow's start to the season, go through some old stories from both both guys' background and things like that, and we've got our quick fire questions round, a wee teammates round, <laughs> and we've got a preview of what's coming up this week. We'll start off with talking about your the seat the Meadows season so far. We'll just run through quickly. Twenty points from eleven games, six wins, two draws, three defeats. Colin, we'll start off with you. If you'd been told that eleven games into the season you'd have picked up twenty points, would you have took that? I probably, I probably would. I'd probably take where we are. Um, we had a terrible start, Scott. Um, we had who do we have? Glen Afton at home, Rutherland away and, and Beath at home. It was the first three games and you're looking at it thinking, have you chance to maybe go and pick up nine points and get away to a flyer? Maybe even sell for seven points. We ended up with three three points for the opening nine games. So I'm not going to lie, a wee bit of panic sets in and, and you think, oh, this could be this could be a long season. But probably after the, the defeat with Beath, we, we ripped it up. We probably ripped up what we'd been doing and we we went away and we, we came up with a new plan and, and we, we changed um, our system and it, it's been working ever since. We went a good wee run there, maybe eight or nine games um, unbeaten. So it's worked. What we were doing is working on it. It seems to have suited the players as well and they seem to be enjoying um, the new system. But it's not just that. We picked up results also. The performances, some of the performances have been excellent for the, the boys as well. So probably, Scott, I probably take where we are now, I take that. Brilliant. Mark, what's been your thoughts on the season so far? How are you kind of settling in as well? Loving it, aye. As the gaffer says, it's it's difficult this year because now so many teams go down. As he says, one defeat and you kind of begin to look over your shoulder. Um, but as I said, as uh, the gaffer said, we've been doing pretty well in terms of the, the season so far. Disappointing the defeats, knowing the nature of the defeats at the start of the season and kind of back to the drawing board. But aye, it's been it's been good so far, um, and the boys have really welcomed me. And obviously, this is my first year at Meda, so mm-hmm. it's been great. The changing room really good in terms of a good group of boys that will really look after each other. And I think you can see that by the amount of bookings we're picking up. To be honest, we're kind of fighting for each other, which is not always uh, not always seen it at this level. So it's it's definitely good to be a part of. Aye. Brilliant. Well, touch me back on your results. Obviously, you mentioned there, Colin, about the opening day defeat to, to Glen Afton, but he's bounced back pretty well from that. Five wins from the next six games after that. The only black in that was a home defeat to Beath. It must have been good, obviously. A opening day defeat can sometimes be really hard to take, but the boys bounced back well to pick up 15 points for 18. It was, Glen Afton was probably the most disappointing game we've had so far. Um, we just didn't turn up on the day, you know, I think the big build up to the to open the league game and we've been at home and the first game with the fans back in, I think the whole thing, the excitement of the whole day caught up with us and 
we just we didn't turn up. Um, fair play to Glen Afton, they came and done a job on us that day. Um, but that was that was the most disappointing um, game we've played so far. We just, as I say, we just didn't turn up. We, we didn't offer anything that day. Um, I and since then we've had a good response. We've, we've also had another two defeats since then, but um, we've we cutted ourselves really well. And I actually think we could be six points better off than where we are just now, which we, if we were, we'd be in dreamland. So no, I'll take where we are now, as I say, it's not just the results, the performances at times have been excellent as well. Mark, as well, what's the kind of been the games that have stuck out to you? It's been like really hard so far this season. Obviously, we're only 11 games in, but there must be a couple of times where you've kind of been under the cosh. Where did you just kind of yeah. feel you've you done well and picked up good points at? Well, I think, I mean... The difficulty that it's been is in a, in a few of the games this year, we've actually gone behind, we've maybe not started great, and then ultimately, well, the, these games were picking up points. I mean, you look at Largs at home, I think before we came on, we were talking about that game where first half we just weren't good enough, we went in at half time, reset, and ultimately come away with three points. You look at the Darvel game away, again, 1 0 down, although it ended in a draw, disappointing, but ultimately going away to these teams, even Clyde Bank, I know that's a draw that should have been three points, but the, the these um these results at the end of the season are massive because they're going to take points off a lot of the teams in this league, and not a lot of, not a lot of teams will go there and pick up points. So it's ultimately this season's about beating teams you should be beating and, and, and seeing where it can take you when you play the teams round about you. So for, for me, there are a couple of standout games where we've been behind, as I've said, the, the Largs and, and, and Darvel game essentially. Um, but yeah, it's it's been good to show the character I can back uh, going goals behind it. That that's that's something we can do. Colin, see, obviously, the, the past kind of 18 months, we've obviously known what the, the pandemic's brought, especially at kind of the kind of West level and things like that. How hard was it to kind of get the players motivated to get back to a kind of Saturday-Wednesday schedule, which obviously we've had for a few months? Not at all. <clears throat> I think the players were, were buzzing to get going as soon as as soon as soon we released our pre-season and the, and the guys seen the amount of games that we were trying to squeeze in, they were all, they were all really buzzing, you know, they were all... Happy to see there were so many games, and the boys just want to play games. I was probably one of the few managers that was disappointed to see the the end of the Wednesday night games. There we were, we were um, out of four games we picked up. I think it was ten points out out of possible twelve for the midweek games. So no, it was, it was pretty easy. I must admit, you no, know, I think everybody was ready to get back to football. We've been such a long way off this time, and at one time you're wondering when we're going to get back and with all the restrictions. I think with everything just slightly lifting. Um, there's a real sense of well, let's get back in about it now, and it's been it's been excellent since we've been back. It's, it feels almost um, almost as if back to normal now with the changing rooms opening up, and, and you know, I mean, we're getting everybody back together. It was it was really tough at the start when you're still. I feel sorry. I did my, my heart went out to the guys when we, when we were playing the games and they were getting changed at the side of the park, and you know, and after the game, you're you're trying to assess the game after the, you're trying to assess things after the game, and the boys are standing there maybe just soaking wet and. Just want to go up the road and get a shower. So everything's slowly but surely starting to, to get back to normality. But it's it's not been a it's not been an issue trying to motivate the guys at all. Brilliant, Mark. How important is it to have the fans back? Obviously, with last year where you potentially played games with, with no fans and things like that. How good is it just to have that kind of normality back? Well, that's the word I use, a bit of normality. I know it's, it's, it's easy to come on here and be a robot and say, oh, it's great to have the fans back, it's great and easy and, and that, but ultimately that's what it is, playing games last year and, and, and the year before that where it wasn't having them in. It's, it's a totally different game and um, sort of levels of playing field as such because you know what that's like if, if you're playing at home and the fans are giving you a bit of backing or even or even on your case, it, it kind of makes you up your game. So I, it's, it's good, to, good to have them back, but... Um, 
it's, it certainly was different when they weren't there, and you can definitely tell a difference since I've came back. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Colin, we'll touch a bit on the the weekend's game. Obviously, he's beat Benbar one 0 away from home. Benbar weren't they at all happy with the decision? What was your thoughts on that? Um, aye, they're quite right. I don't think I'd have been happy if they get given against us. To be fair, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll be honest, we get one given against the week us before. the week before. Um, which was one of the worst penalty decisions I've ever seen. Um, and also in the first half, we were denied a stonewall penalty. We had the McLaughlin's through in the first half and the Benbord boys came through him and, and took him out and, and the referee waved, waved play on. And I actually spoke to the referee about half time about that decision. And I've no doubt that it's still been in his mind when he's gave us a, the second one. But um, no, I think Benbord have got a, a good case there, to be fair. Were you, were you happy to pick up the three points again? As, as we touched on as well, Mark McLaren's been a big player as well, scoring a lot of goals for the spot. And, and he's been one of your kind of key players. How big a win was that on Saturday? And how big an impact has the likes of him and Jamie Martin and a few other players made so far? Saturday was massive. You know, I said to the, the boys before the game that I put it in the, the must-win category. Um, we've been playing cup duty for two weeks and then we had the league game last week, which we, which we lost. So... I felt it was massive to get three points on the board because if you don't keep picking up points in this league, you'll, you'll soon be looking over your shoulder and um, we don't want that, the panic setting in. We've now also, after the Ben Burb game, they'll get another two weeks, the uh, Senior Cup and the, and the yeah. Junior Cup. So it was so important to get the three points. So the, the boys reacted to it. You know, it was, a, it was a fight. It was a battle. It wasn't pretty at all. Um, but sometimes they're the best ones. Sometimes they're the best ones when you see everybody they're in it together and you know they're battling away there and you win ugly and good teams always always win ugly and Mark McLaren steps up again and and, and puts it away. He's got a, he's got a fantastic record for the spot and he's been a real leader. He's been a real leader for us um, this season. Doesn't matter where you where you ask Mark to play, he just goes and does a job and he does it fantastically well. Yeah, definitely. Mark, what was your thoughts on Saturday's result? Uh, the game is that was. Disgusting to be a part of, but at the end of it, when we've got three points, that's that's all you want, you know. A one 0 win away from home, no really many chances for either team, and it's I can sometimes be a bit dull. But at the end of the day, it's three points on the board, and when people are looking at results, they just see that oh, there's made a one again. So it's a good good feeling to get that sort of back on track after the, the disappointment with the co-winning game before. So as you mentioned, it's been a good start to the season. And, Long may it continue. Gaffer says we're on cup duty the next couple of weeks, so you need to get the points on the board when other teams are playing round about you. Because obviously the, the teams that are near the senior Scottish will be playing league games this weekend. That's another three points up for grabs, and they and they, they hope to take advantage of us uh, being on cup duty. So yeah, it's it's, it's a big game and, and one that we've came through um, another test. So yeah. Colin, what was your thoughts in the kind of the season so far for the other teams? Obviously, with your old club walking left, are top in the league. They had another three 0 win. The likes of Clyde Bank had a win. Darville now coming at one was a was a mm. result that caught that caught a lot of people's eye. What's been kind of your thoughts in the kind of other teams round about you so far this season? I think there's some really really good teams in there. We went we went up to Rutherglen in the second game and we came away with a two one two one victory that night. And I said to, to James and David, I said, I think that's a massive three points. Um, I thought they were a really strong, decent team. They asked a lot of questions. They big, strong. They, you know, they, they were good at their set plays. And it's a team that rather than, and I've been looking at the results, they've been, they've been doing well. And there's, there's a lot of teams in about that area. Um, but if, you, if you're not at it, they'll beat you. You know, and there's going to be so many teams in. I, I reckon now that you'll start seeing the league in any 
three thirds, you know, the, you'll be the top third, there's going to be a wee middle section and then obviously the teams that are, are, are fighting to stay out of, will be in the bottom seven and try to stay out of that, that kind of bottom seven, the kind of dog eat dog. So there's, there's some really good teams, even when, you're, when I look below us at the minute, um, there's some proper clubs um, just hanging over the, the relegation zone. So, you know, it's such a important season for everybody to make sure after the, the league reconstruction that they're still in the Premier League next year. So there's some really, really good teams in about us, that's for sure. There's some teams that will take points off the top dogs and also they're, they're in about you. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. It's been a, an up and down start to the season for a lot of teams. Mark, what kind of games have you found quite tough? Like we've... You've been to, you've been you've been away to Clyde Bank, away to Darvo, you've obviously had Bead, Cowan and things like that. Is there any kind of teams yeah. that you've you really you really thought was were good like good opponents? Yeah, well uh, that's what I, when Spinny was talking there, like if I was talking, it's that no game's an easy game, especially in this league where everybody's gonna be fighting for their life. You know, that with that, that as I said at the start, seven teams going down is a massive that, that that's nearly what a massive terrible third of the league going down. So um Ultimately, everybody's fighting for their lives, no matter if you're at the top. As I said, one defeat, you can be looking over your shoulder. So there's not really any easy games. As tough games, aye, every game's been tough. But you look at the defeats more like that, like that game at Cowinning, the game at Glenafton, they're ultimately really tough opponents where they're going to take points not only off you, but off other people. So you kind of take defeats and look at them and, and try and re- sort of reassess. But ultimately, they're all tough games. I uh, couldn't really pick out one. But yeah, I would say I would say that every time you sort of go on the pitch, it's, it's it becomes a battle, especially in this league, yeah, like absolutely. Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Colin, what's the kind of the kind of motivation now? Obviously, the Scottish Cup on Saturday, the Junior Cup. Was it important to to be in the Junior Cup? Obviously, a few teams for the West chose not to play, and it was important for the the club and the fans to keep that tradition of playing in that competition. That was a that was a club decision. Um, probably, if it was my decision, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have entered it, um, to tell you the truth. I feel now, with the, as soon as the East team's left, I feel like all the prestige left left with it. You know, certainly every time we done well now, we got to the final or we won it, you had to beat one of the big boys in the, in the East to, to get there. And they were always the games you looked forward to. So always, if you, if you drew a team in your league, it was, it was, it was you know, you know you knew each other. But when you went through the East Coast and you get a, a Bonnie Rig Rose or a, a Kelty Hearts or a Lynn yeah. um, they were the games that we always looked forward to. So, I think as soon as they left, it, it took the it took the magic of the of the junior cup out. You know, it's still it's still a, it's still an unbelievable trophy um, to win. And listen, we we'll, we'll be all in it to win it this year. That's for sure. But I think a lot of the prestige has left the cup now, unfortunately. Yeah, Mark, what was your thoughts in the the junior cup as well? Obviously, in the and the Scottish cup, is it good to get playing as many competitions as possible, especially after a long layoff? Absolutely, that's what I'm going to say. The more games, the better, because obviously we're missing nearly 18 months of football. So for me, I'd enter every cup and got the, the every cup going. So I'm happy to play in the Scottish Junior Cup. I don't these Monday Wednesdays don't don't bother the boys. I know that everybody in the team it's they prefer playing games. If they could play games three times a week, they would. So I'm 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 more than happy to be a part of it. And as you have says, it's it's all about going out there and going out there and winning. So it's the same with the senior Scottish the club have done great to get their license and ultimately be part of the the Scottish Senior Cup with the preliminary round um against Musselburgh and, and done well to get through that. A really tough test. Again, another game where we went down one now. So um but I ultimately came through it and, and that's that so I am more than happy to be a part of it Yeah we'll touch on that Scottish the, the upcoming Scottish Cup game later on but we'll touch a bit on both of your careers in the 
the game, Colin. We'll start with you. How after your playing career, we'll touch about about your playing career in a second, but how are you settling into management? How different are you finding it? Obviously, being a player for so long and then going into the other side of the game. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it now. I think we got the job. Was it maybe the, the February time before before COVID came? So we only had two or three games under our belts. Then obviously, COVID came, and yeah, we've still got the, the new management, the new coaches, the kind of enthusiasm, and you're thinking COVID six seven weeks it'll, it'll pass. What's COVID? Do you know what I mean? You're thinking it'll, it'll not be here long, and then sure enough, we're kept out of the game for for all these months later. So we were probably really frustrated because with with the buzz of getting the job and the excitement, I've been I've been in a new role, and then we couldn't get doing anything. We couldn't get working with the players even. You're trying to talk to players to to come on board. It was it was, it was extremely difficult. It was a, it was a hard time, but now we're up and running again. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm, I'm I'm probably surprised myself that I've not really missed playing too much at all. There's the odd game you think, well, put the boots back on today. But over the over the piece, you know, I think the buzz I've been getting for for the boys going out and winning on Saturday, it it tops anything I've ever felt when I played. That's for sure. It's a it's a I'm really enjoying it. Uh. Yeah, obviously you and James have obviously the history of playing playing for Rock and Letting things like that was it important. You just kind of went in together as co-managers. I wouldn't say it was important. I think at the time when, when we spoke to the chairman and, and Brian Lamb about, about the job and, and they offered us it, we were both still big parts of that um team, not just um, the squad. We were both playing every week and we were both kind of at the time still big parts of the team. So it was a case of well, if we're going to this together, you know, I might need to play one week and and you might be playing playing the other week, you know. I don't I don't think it's possible to do the the player management role alone. Um, I think there's too much involved, especially a club a club this size. You need to be on one side or the other. But if we were going into it together, it was a case of well, if I need to play one week, you'll be in the sideline, and then and then vice versa. It didn't work out that way with COVID. COVID came and that put an end to that. So listen, it, it's working. It's working quite well. You know, we've um, spent a lot of our careers together. And, James, a plumber, I'm a tyler, so we, we spend a lot of time at work together as well. Um, so it works, it works for us, you know, we're never off the phone, never never stop hearing film, but um, no, it's working. So as long as it keeps going well, we'll be, we'll be happy, but we're in it together, that's for sure. Brilliant. Mark, what's been your thoughts since you've been into Meadow? It's been great. I just uh, just want to clarify, the two of them still joined into training, and I can confirm that the two of them have definitely finished playing. Jesus, <laughs> man. Definitely that, but uh, since I joined Meadow, brilliant. As I said earlier on, I've been welcoming open arms. I signed I, when I left Clydebank at the end of COVID. I signed with PZ and they sort of decided they weren't going to play. So ultimately, it was a, a new start for me to come back into the top league um, and, and basically essentially prove that I can do it. And, and I felt that it's, it's going well so far. Ultimately, the, at the end of the season, time will tell. But um, I'm happy where I am. It's, it's a really good set of boys and, and ultimately, as you've said, 20 points. Um, so far, it's been a good start to the season. So long, may it continue. Yeah, definitely. Colin, how important was it to get Mark in? I was, it was um, very important. It was James. James had gone to Mark, Mark early doors. We had, we had a really good keeper uh, last year. Like Kyle was in. We got Kyle. He actually contacted the club. It was, it was a bit of a fluke. Um, he was he was a teacher and he was moving through to the West Coast so we, we took a gamble on him and he'd done excellent but it was um, about May time and he, he kind of dropped the bombshell that he was he was leaving um, so it kind of left us in a lurch late on that, that we didn't have a goalkeeper so to get Mark in was was fantastic and um, we've also got David Market there who's, who's been top notch for us as well you know and I, and I, but I believe that David's pushed Mark 
all the way, you know, and I think Davies helped bring the best out in Mark as well. So we're, we're in a really fortunate position to have two top-class goalkeepers. Yeah, definitely. Mark, what's been the kind of your highlights of your kind of playing career so far? Obviously, you spent a bit of time in the, the seniors and now you're, you're down to the West. What's, your kind of, what's been the kind of highlights of your playing career so far? I, when, I saw this, I, when I saw this question, I thought, I need to start thinking of things. What, what have I done? What, what have I won? And I thought, I'm going to ask him about why Scottish Cup wins and I'm going to be sitting here fucking sleeping <laughs> and he'll, he'll be bringing out his medals and all that. And I'll be thinking, oh, but in terms of highlights, it's just keeping playing for fun, you know. It's uh, Highlights... No many, to be honest, but just being able to play. I had an injury when I was very young that it was kind of touch and go as to whether I'd be able to play again. Um, I'd basically done my knee and it was shattered. So ultimately, it was very touch and go. I only eight year old, been been no able to play again. So been ultimately been able to play at a decent level and do so, as you've said, at whatever level it is. And as it continues in the West, it's, it's been really good. And that's that's I mean highlights just being able to actually do it when you're told something at a really young age that you might not be able to do it um, but that can be quite soul destroying so being able to get back up and, and come back and keep doing what we're doing and playing at this stage is, has been my highlight what I would say and who have been some of the best kind of players and characters you've met in your career so far wow a lot of them a lot of characters in the team I mean one of the best guys I ever met was a guy called Scott McKenzie. He's now the assistant at Albion Rovers. He was assistant at Air United. I don't know if Lyle may be known, but um, funny, funny guy. Just totally a bit of banner every single day. It was never a never a dull day um, with Scotty Boy. But in terms of teammates, it's, you always have a, one or two jokers in a team. But, I mean, the likes of the Meda, it's, there's no, no really any identified joker, you know. It's... Everybody has a laugh with everybody. We're all at, it's a group of mates going for a fight on a Saturday. That's that's the sort of way I feel. It's not just going for three points. We're going to fight and we're going to win, you know, and ultimately if we don't do that, it's back to the training ground. And I've played at teams where if you get beaten a Saturday, you end up with six and seven at training on a Tuesday. Ultimately, we're, we're getting the good numbers at 20 um, or the full squad there, sorry, on a Tuesday. So, aye, that's, that, that to me is it's, it's great to be a part of. Yeah, brilliant. Colin, you are... Kind of career the, the eleven years at Auckland Lake. Obviously, we've we've touched on uh, Mark touched on there about a few Scottish Cup wins, but that dressing room must have been funny as well before we get into your playing career. It was I. It was early years, you know. It was Tucker just let us control the dressing room. Uh, the boys just ran the dressing room. So many boys that were there for so long. So anytime there was ever a bad egg came in there, we they just kind of kind of get kicked out. But early years, you know, we. We, uh, me and Macaulay and, and Stephen Marlin and, you know, these guys, big Derek Anderson, you know, I was a young lad at the time and looking up and all these guys, Eric Phillips, they, they, were, they were incredible, you know, they were, some of the stuff they done, big big Derek Anderson and uh, Stuart Davidson, I think they, they ran over a fez at one night on the way down for Paisley and they stuffed it in Alan McClucky's bag, you know what I mean, and they had it, they had it under his towel and all that and they, and they put it right under his bag so he went home the next day, he was getting off his nut, oh, that was before WhatsApp groups. And he came into the training on the, on the Thursday. Put a fucking fez in my bag. My wife took it out. The, the dead bird under, under the towel and all that, under the wet towel and the wet training gear. It's fucking disgusting. But that was just some of the stories. You know, some, some great characters early years ago to meet. Brilliant, brilliant guys. And was it, was it a good kind of atmosphere as well with the, the success you had? Obviously, Tucker was there for the whole duration. What was he like as well, Tucker? Like, you must have some good Tucker stories. He couldn't explain what Tucker was like. Honestly, he was he couldn't replicate what what he does either. You know, just people say when well, you try and 
your manager career, you, will you try and be emulate Tommy Sloan? You couldn't. I remember a night uh, I was struggling. It was a Thursday night. I'm tracking myself fit for the Saturday night. The boys are training at Greenwood and the Astro and he pulls me out to the, to the grass. Right? He's going to go do a fitness test. Spin. I said, I need what he's saying. And he's got a ball in his hand, right? He's, he's this ball in his hand that's pushing the rain. And I'm looking like, what are we going to do? And he's always that wee uneasy thing. You always got that wee bit of an uneasy silence with, with Tucker. He doesn't say too much. And I'm like, what are we, what are we doing then? What, what? I'm, I'm feeling fit. I want to play on Saturday. And he just gets this ball and he just kicks the ball. I can, you can't even see it anymore in the dark. I'm like, what am I doing? Just go and get the ball. <laughs> just splitting, getting a bond, you, you give him it back. You're like a dog playing fetch with him. And that's just um, some of the stuff he'd done, you know. There was no, it was certainly wasn't it for the for the book, you know what I mean? He'd just done a lot of things off the cuff and it was, it was some man, it really was. And what was your kind of favourite memories of your, your time at Talbot? Oh, we had some really good times we did. My favourite memory, it was going to Tynecastle um, when we went to play, play Hearts, you know, it was... I always remember, well, obviously we were major, major underdogs, but there was an injury. I think it was the boy Darren Barr got a really, he got a really bad head knock and he was down for six or seven minutes. So it was in about the 80 odd minute. I remember the boy David Templeton and, and Andrew Driver, and they, were, they were talking to us like, we're, we're not going to break you down here. Like, we're going to get absolutely lambasted. And you know that way you just kind of had a sense, you just kind of look about, there's 14,000 people in the stadium and, you, and they're just, we just got a wee funny feeling from me that day. It was, I just felt like I really belonged there. You know, it was it was a it was one of my favourite memories of football. Obviously, we went on and we lost a late goal in, in that injury time. Um, I would have been so close to, to probably producing the biggest ever ever cup upset. So probably going to out of all the cup wins, I must say, um, going to Tyne Castle that day was it was phenomenal. A great experience. I'll never forget. Yeah, brilliant, Mark. What's obviously the the kind of highlight of your Kind of time, obviously you went to Clyde Bank as well. What was it kind of? What was it like? Obviously going to the that level, and what's been kind of highlights since then? No, not really much difference in level. I would say you know there's some players, and especially this year, you think these a lot of these players could play in and um, senior. You know, you're playing against guys that have been there and done it, and you're also playing against guys that are playing probably a level below themselves. Especially, you could probably pick a couple of players for each team in this league. In terms of memories, playing at Clyde Banks, you can't beat a Scottish Cup away day. We went and played in, it's like the Junior Cup. I'm saying I, I love playing that. You, you go, you get a win. or No matter the score, you, you can come back on the bus, you get your drinks and ultimately a, a night out after it. So my Scottish Cup away days, you can't beat them, and especially after a win. So that would be the, the, the highlights of that. I think one of the years we went to Canoe up in Perth and got a day out after that and just phenomenal, you know. I think that was... But two and a half tours in the bus through to Perth and stuff like that. that that's ultimately no why you play football, but it's a big part of it. So having fun, you know, you can become really serious at times. You've got to kind of take yourself too seriously. And I'm a big advocate for that. I take the piss at myself all the time, and and obviously the piss at the boys as well. So it's uh, a big part of it. The changing room helps that, especially when you've got a good changing room. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you've watched the show, but we always do a, a quick fire question round with the manager and the teammate round with the the players. So we'll are we good to get into that and we'll we'll see what the answers are. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Right, What's we'll start that? with Colin. Has the infrastructure in the club changed since you first arrived? Massive. I signed with the club as a player in 2018. You wouldn't believe the difference that it's been, you know, I think the lockdown certainly helped, I think the committee. 
were at a loose end and have just they went to town. I think the work that they've done to get that license in this and the space of time is incredible. I think clubs work three, four years to get their license. Your committee have done it within a year. Unbelievable the, the infrastructure change. Incredible. Blue or green? Blue. Do you have ambitions to move up the ladder? Got to. I think you've got to. You've got to, especially at a club at every medal, you can't stay still. So that's <coughs> gotta be ultimately the the ambition, definitely. Why not? Win the league or win the Scottish Junior Cup? Nowadays, the league all day. Before, it would have been the Scottish Cup, but not anymore. It's got to be the league. Best player played with? Been there, done both, he says. <laughs> God, you know something? I played with some top players when I was at Gretna when I was a young lad. There were some unbelievable players that, at that time getting paid a lot of money. But, you know, I'll give it to and no for ability. Stephen White at Talbot, just something about playing with Stephen was, he's the strongest boy I've ever, I've ever played with, you know, he used to, used, used to say, I don't want the ball, I'll tackle, and when I get it, I'll give you the ball, you don't need to worry about coming back too much, I'll deal with whatever the threat is, and I'll just give you the ball, you know, it was, I love playing with him, it was great. Who's the worst? The worst player I've ever played with? God. Wally Lyle. Wally Lyle. Wally Lyle. That's... <laughs> Sorry, Wall. <laughs> Favourite manager in the league? Favourite manager. There's a few good guys in the league. Um, Favourite manager would probably be Stuart Davidson. We are then. Liam doing it large. Top, top boys. Least favourite manager in the league? Least favourite. Uh, I've not been in it long enough to make any rivals yet, Scott, so you maybe need to ask for that in a year, and I'll probably be able to give you a, a few, but right now I've no, I've no made any. Well, I don't think I'll fail out with MD yet, anyway. Best player played against? Best player played against? God. Fortunate enough to play against Russell Lapity a few times. He was, what he was, was incredible. That? What was his surname there? Lapati. You know who I mean anyway, so it could have been that bad. What he was phenomenal. What, who was he playing for Falkirk? What's that? Was he at Falkirk at the time, eh? He was a Falkirk guy. Yeah. He was he was unbelievable. He really was. Didn't even try and get near him. Incredible player. And the juniors, there was a guy called Martin McGarvey that played with I think we with Halfway and Beat. He was he was a midfield player. He was he was different class as well. Like he played with the, the Scottish international team. He was probably the best junior player I ever played against. Different class. You can sign three players from another team and from you can sign three players from other teams in the West. Who would it be? Three players from other teams. Yeah, God. Take Christophe Pollock. I would take um, Fizfe Beath, decent player. And I would take um, Jamie Glasgow Talbot. Football and hero. Football and hero. Growing up, Paul Gascoigne, later in life, Iniesta. Brilliant. Mark, best player played with? Mm. He's already been on my case today, so... Maybe Mark McLennan or Nicky Little. I'm not sure. Both of them have been on my case today about the questions you're going to be asking, so I'll give them at 50-50. They were <laughs> both asking me to vote for them in the Player of the Month this month, I know. 
So I've had to kind of put 50-50, aye. So I would, I would say but best, definitely the best trainers anyway. Both put it all in on a Tuesday and a Thursday and ultimately reap the rewards on a Saturday. Blue or green? <sighs> Yellow. <laughs> Blue. Football and hero. Um, growing up, loved watching uh, Casillas as a goalie. And then as I got older, started to like... Um, Pepe Reina um, at Liverpool. So, I just goalies for me. Big weirdo. Worst player played with? Jesus. Wow. Worst player played with? Got to come for somebody here. Who was it that was messaging about my hairline? Because <laughs> it's him. Get him named. Aye, get him named. Don't know. That's he a plays, hard one. He plays with you. Oh, Jesus. Don't know. Come, back, come back to me. I'll think about it because I've, I've got a few people want to name on here. Win the league or win the Scottish Junior Cup? Win the league, definitely. Do you have ambitions to move up the ladder? Absolutely. Need to win the league first. So if we're going to do that, then need to keep um, doing what we're doing and cut out some of the, some of the mistakes that are dropping its points in games. But yeah, got to move up and got to have ambition. Best goalkeeper in the league apart from yourself? Uh, definitely I think you've got to look at what Talbot have done and Big Andy Leishman I think to win leagues year on year on year you build a base and ultimately you need a good goalkeeper to do that so I Big Andy definitely Right we'll get into teammates as well because how we're going to work this is I'm going to ask Mark first and then Colin can agree or disagree so we've got a few questions here best trainer Mark who we got at the club the now yeah Mark McLennan. We disagree. Boy's very, very professional. Worst trainer. Because he's always late. Kyle Falls. Can he deal with people being late? Punctuality is shocking. To be fair, he is always working. But aye, gonna say Kyle because he's late. Working or on that golf course, one of the two. I'm not sure what it is sometimes. Exactly. (laughs) Team Hardman. Couple of fake card man in the old Meda team, by the way. Couple of guys that are always starting fights, and then when it actually happens, they're all running away. You've got Carnwath, you've got Wardrope, big, big mouthy. But then when it happens, they're all they all run away. So one of them, I'd probably say fake. I'd put fake in brackets round that. Call it the, the hardest man. He's been injured for last season. Big Callum Gow. He would right. all day long. <laughs> Doesn't lose many battles. A big man. Yeah, that's true. Most skillful. See if, see if the West of Scotland League was played in five sides and we had Jamie Martin, we wouldn't have lost a game this year. <laughs> so I'm going to say that he's the most skillful because when you play him in these wee games at training, he's just he fucking balls going to his foot. So you can't get, get near him, I'd say. I agree with that. Quickest player? There's a few speed merchants, Mark. Yeah, there is. Aye. He's got a speedboat in the drivers, though. Jared Willett <laughs> for, for one. <laughs> Um, I'd probably say either Jared Big Neely was fast at the old uh, training last night he was cruising at a canter he was racing big Jamie White right enough so um, but yeah I'd probably say Jared Jared's he's ah, there's a few of the boys that can run that's for sure there's a good there's a good bit of pace in the squad mm-hmm. slowest player why are you looking at me Colin <laughs> no I'd, you, probably you say, me. I'd probably say myself aye that's that's uh, Definitely. Easy option, Mark. You take an easy Aye, option. No, I know. But if it wasn't me, then big Jamie White, he's torn a caravan, man. 
Colin, what do you think? The slowest. Um, it's the slowest in there. Sometimes we Dylan looks slow. Yeah, but he's quick. He's got enough in, the, in his his locker or the five ten yards, and that's all. That's all a striker needs. What dress sense? Oh, Jesus, um, I know a few of the boys would probably say me, and that's a few of the boys I've played with over the years. Definitely would say me, but there's no way. Um, what dress sense? Ryan Carnmouth went a night out with shorts on once. That was uh, the last night out med, I believe. So that's just pathetic and unacceptable. So I'm going to come for him. Yeah. Go with Rizzo. Happy with that. Yeah. So we have, boys for... play it safe, to be fair. It's a good few of them play it safe in the night out. We're all dressed in black, that last one. <laughs> Team Gronty Robin. Team Gronty Rob a bang. Final question. Teacher's pet. Wow. I can't remember the game, but... We, again, we were getting beat and we brought it back to win. But Jamie Martin ran from the other side of the park to both the gaffers, Lance, Benny, and gave them both a hug. So I'm going to say him for that because that, for me, pathetic. <laughs> I can done that to make sure he was getting picked again next week. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what we've done as well, what we've done as well, we opened the floor to the the public to get involved and they, they have more than ex-teammates, current teammates, fans, there's a lot of people get involved here but we'll start with Colin, we've got a text here from a, a friend who played with you at Lock and Lake. ask Colin what happened in the black chicken and the stag do oh I can't say in a family show when they possibly <laughs> <laughs> we need to cut that one out <laughs> <laughs> the black chicken eh? I can't possibly say Yes, <laughs> it did actually praise you in this. We'll, we'll give you a guess at who it is because he's, he's also a manager. More that, he was a very underrated player on our invincible season we had at Talbot. The partnership him and Whitey had was sensational. Do you want to guess who it is? If he's a manager, uh, I don't know how we can say underrated. I got played of the year that year. <laughs> <laughs> players, player of the year and players. Play. It can only be gone by a butch. It's gone. No sure. Gorms. Yes. How how funny we see we've had them on the show. Give us a Gorman story before we Gorms was actually quite quiet when he first came into us. He was. Um Tucker actually spent a few a few bob on him. Um and it took him a wee while to settle in. It was great, it was great value. He came in. We played Linlifco Rose in, in the cup final in the third of May and we flew out to Mastagdo at five o'clock the next morning. Um and Gormley was probably Man of the match on the stag do. He wasn't too good in the game, but he was. He got the winner that day. To be fair, came off the bench, but he was. He was. Uh, he was what a laugh he was in the in the stag do. He's a he's a great boy, brilliant boy. Another ex Talbot teammate is asking about your stag do as well. Why didn't you get the team tattoo in your stag do? Is this another cut out of the show? Listen, the boys that went for tattoos were just trying to get themselves out the pub for an hour or two. I was too busy in the pub, like, like real men don't go for tattoos. You know, we we stay in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think out of the 15 as it went it was only about three years that didn't get a tattoo <laughs> I was one of them thankfully was that, how, how, good was that, how good was that camaraderie in that Talbot team you got like a Butch Gormley obviously Popey's there as well there must be a really good kind of atmosphere in that dressing room at that time oh it was, un, it was un, unbelievable changing room it really was I said it it just pleased itself it was it was a great group of boys I'm out in the nights out we had and over the years, the, the wives, they all get friendly as well. I and mean, when you've got that, and once you get the girls involved, and, and as long as they're getting on anyway, 
I'm not causing any bother. The, it, it can't go any better because the amount of nights out we had, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a stage where we'd, we'd maybe two, two nights out a month where it was the boys maybe one weekend and then we'd take the, we'd take the girls out was the next weekend. So we were, we were always socialising again. It was great. A wee quick story before, after that Lanithco game, the night out in the railway, which is always carnage. Some of the boys didn't go home. I went home that night a wee bit early and I went to the bus company to get our strips. So I had the strips for the, for the stag do. I mean, I just grabbed the first six or seven I could get. So we all the top and Gormley had his phone on the next day to pull and we had the strips on and the video called wee Willie Lyle. Willie, Willie couldn't make it out. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. He's got strips and oh, that's great. He's like, he's got my strip. And so I'm like, number two. And oh, don't do anything. Don't put it on. Just that that. Gormley up, B Butch is getting flamed on the shoot, down the down the flume, <laughs> and jumping in with with Wally Lyle strip on. He's like, oh no, I've got to cherish that and frame it forever. That's <laughs> funny, Wally. <laughs> Brilliant. Mark, there's a couple of for you here. First things first, we need to ask you, how did you go on in your first team day out this year at Meadow Park? Jesus. Uh, it was a it was a bit of a session. Didn't he? Turned up expecting a couple of beers and we ended up the full day. <laughs> um, terrible and again done my usual got far too drunk and then started we had a bit of banter start, started going for people and all, all, all ended in tears that's it <laughs> ask him about his off face jacket oh Jesus See, the very same day we're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting in a, the, the, when, during the lockdown they had the uh, gazebos up at Meda Park for the punters to come in and get a beer so We'd been down in that a bit cold. Um, I'd wore my jacket, good North Face puffer jacket. Boys were giving me a bit for it. Bright red it was. I was getting, a, I was getting pelters, so I stood, just took, basically stood up and told them, this is North Face, but I design a gear. And then, as I said that, the end of the North Face has come down and peeled off. And then I've actually thought, oh, do you know what I'll do? Because it was a reversible jacket. Now that I think about it, pretty shocking jacket. As I stood up and tried to reverse it into the blue, I've peeled off the whole thing, the whole North Face sticker off it. So I'm still getting pilters for that this day, six months later. <laughs> Had a nightmare that day. Who would win in a fight between you and Ryan McKee? McKee knows who's winning that all day. <laughs> Ultimately, that's that's what it was. Marky and, Mark and McKee, nearly rolling about, but it all got sorted. Don't worry about that. We've got another one here for, for uh, Colin. Spain is a good guy. Ask him if it's true about spending 10 years at Talbot and being on the transfer list for eight of them. Aye, that's true, to be fair. The good thing is everybody remembers the last two years, which were my best too, so <laughs> because of that, everybody thinks I'm a top player. <laughs> another one here. We've got another good one. Ask him about the time Willie Howie punched him after a game because Spenny got him sent off. Aye, that's true, to be fair. Uh, I think Pollock were... Pollock were uh, I think they were in relegation trouble and apparently we Willie was a booking away for getting a, a three or four match ban and he came through the back of me and I went down as I used to do. <laughs> be quite bad for that and uh, and he got booked and I, I, I've never seen MD. He just lost the plot. Completely lost it and then I mean you're talking about an hour later after the game he's been waiting on me. <laughs> Started throwing punches. <laughs> Brilliant man. We've Can you guess who told us that? Another Talbot team, mate. I wouldn't have a clue there. I wouldn't have a clue. No, we'll come. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off here because that's a that's a, a few belters come in from them there. 
Can you also ask Mark how he cost the boys a decent amount of kitty money against Clyde Bank and his best mate Nicky Lyle's 96 minute equaliser? I need to know I need to know off air who said that because they're <laughs> getting it tomorrow. <laughs> no, disappointing that he scored his hundredth into me again. He's no shut up about it. I think he said to me he's on the show next week, and I'm I'm, I'm gutted that you're going to be asking him about it because we really loved that moment plenty of times. Eh? <laughs> How are you enjoying Carstool? <laughs> so there's six boys or five boys that come from Glasgow. Uh, so I'm for the south side, and there's a car school that goes to Darnley. And ultimately, after various requests, still not part of it, and they rub it in my face every time we're at training, and I'm driving by myself. So that's definitely Carnwaff that's asked that, I would say. <laughs> Ask him about his finds this year and how he is contributing. Pathetic. I'm a, always forgetting something, whether that's jumpers, shorts, socks, always forgetting something, and I need to make do with what I've got. So <laughs> I sometimes I bag a washing when I'm coming straight for work, but... Uh, that's I've paid for most of the night out, basically. <laughs> we also opened it up to some fan questions as well. There's a few come in here for Colin. Making some your, sensible questions now then. There's some, we're back to some sensible questions. Most memorable game in the Scottish Cup and also the Junior Scottish Cup? And the Scottish Cup, Hearts, easily Hearts. And in the Junior Cup, it was the, the final against Lynn Lithgow. I was a captain that year. Uh, that was the year we went the invincible season so to pick yeah. up the trophy was that was a special moment for me really enjoyed that one who will be the Talbot players medal will have to keep quiet to get a win on Saturday oh listen you don't start focusing in one because if you focus too much in one another one will get you know they've got they've got five or six top players at the top end of the park that Tucker's get an unbelievable armory on the bench as well if, and gets proved the other week there when, when marking Brian have come on, changed games for him. So, listen, we will not be focusing on any individuals. Mark, do you have to be a bit daft to be a goalie? Definitely. Goalie's got a lot of stick, especially in the meta changing room. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you, you, have to be, you have to have thick skin, and I think anybody um, definitely would have to be a goalie, but their rewarding position, I'd recommend it. <laughs> how was it playing for Elgin, and how long a journey was it every couple of weeks? Good, good. It was about three and a half hours. We met at the bus at the Red Deer at Cumbernauld. One of the boys had a big uh, V-class Mercedes, big Jai, and he would take the boys up and we'd do it in about three and a half hours. Stop for a bite to eat on the way up. Um, so you probably left the Red Deer about nine o'clock, got there about half one, ready for kick-off at three o'clock. And then some days out, as I said, the Scottish Cup days have been good, but the days out on that bus have been phenomenal. Straight, you leave, you leave Elgin at five, half five, back to Red Deer for nine, and then straight to the tunes. So I got a night, couple of great nights out. Stories for that, eh? Brilliant. Colin, a couple more for you. Can you ask Spenny what are, what his ambitions are at Meadow over the next few years? Well, it goes high as we possibly can. You know, at, at some point over the next few years, I'd love to, I'd love to take him into the the Lowland League. That would be, that would be a dream. You know, I think there's a real appetite for it at the club. Um, obviously before there was a glass ceiling at the juniors but but now they're the sky's the limit so it's certainly an ambitious club these days so to get to the lone league would be would be fantastic and then if, who knows what happens when we get there Who are the biggest characters you have played or managed with so far in your career? We've kind of asked you this but so give us a couple of our names Biggest characters? Um, we Macaulay we, we Macaulay was 
he was a proper character back in the day. Derek Anderson was probably the biggest character I've ever been in, involved with. He was, and he was, he was different class, a big man. Loved him, I really did. Um, more modernly, I Gormley was was a proper character. And then you've got like Sadine Keenan at, at Troon, uh, wee mid Jordan. When I walked out of that Troon restaurant, I didn't know what happened actually. To be fair, <laughs> at the start, uh, I saw a few characters there. We're going to move on to talk about what is coming up for Meadow, and obviously we're going to start with the game on Saturday. Mark, we'll start with you. Obviously, Auckland Lake Talbot in the Scottish Cup. It doesn't get any bigger, does it? No, it doesn't at all. I mean, especially being a senior Scottish Cup, there's, as we said, when the, we, we met the day after the draw at training, you know, there's, there's easier draws out there, but there's no better games. This is the draw of the round, ultimately. Um, and it doesn't come much bigger, as you say. I've been the benchmark for a lot of a long period of time at this level so but as we spoke about before we came on air it's ultimately 11 bodies against 11 bodies and, and who comes out on top depends on performance on the day so I really look forward to it I can't wait Colin how big is the game going to be for you is this probably your biggest game as a manager so far um, obviously to get through this round or maybe not in the next round maybe to get a third round financially it's very rewarding but for me, we're biggest fights in the league this year. Uh, it's a big club. It's a big game for the club. But I said last week, for me, the, the biggest game for me was getting getting the Bamberg game and getting the points on the board for that. Saturday's a cup tie. It'll, it'll take uh, it'll take care of itself. But it's a big occasion. There's there's no playing that down. But um, ultimately, it's a Scottish Cup. You know, it's a it's a cup as a club we can't even win. You know what I mean? But it's like it'll be a great occasion. But probably the biggest, maybe the biggest game ever. Managerial career so far, maybe in prestige, but I'll, I'll know probably have the most meaning, that's for sure. Mark, how much are you looking forward to, to that game for the club and the fans as well? And obviously, a, a big game, a big game that's going to be on the it's you're going to obviously the cameras there, it's going to be one of the kind of games you'll, you'll look back on in years to come. Uh, it's good. I mean, there'll be a decent crowd there on Saturday, there's no doubt about that. I don't know, I think the club have sold out all the hospitality and things, plus, Talbot always bring a good, good following anyway. I mean, you look at the Musselburgh game um, we had in the preliminary round with a fantastic crowd there and then the Merrimish game the night before mm-hmm. um, or, the, or the couple of weeks before, sorry, the, Urban, the Meda fans come out and, and numbers are, are really, really good in terms of um, helping the club out when they need it. But ultimately, Saturday, you need to try and block that out and, and, and go for, as I said, the 11 v 11. You know, you're playing a top, top team. So it's, it's really about who turns up on the day. I seen a, an article for the guy for the day saying we can't carry anybody, and that, that's true. We're going to need the full squad. So that's uh, aye, that's, that's the basis for, for moving forward. Then, Colin, are you quite disappointed that the game's not going to be on the TV or anything like that? Like, I know there was talk about that originally. <clears throat> It'd be great for the players. Uh, Fortunately, they're talking about moving to the Monday night, Scott. So I, I just think it shows that there's not a great appetite in the part time game for, for Monday night football. I think it would have lost a lot of its atmosphere. Uh, I'm not saying the crowd would have been down, but I think on a Saturday afternoon, that's the day for us, us guys, that's the day we play football. You know, yeah. I think the Friday night would have been great if they could have, they could have brought the, the cameras then or even the, the Sunday afternoon. But unfortunately for me, the Monday night would have took a wee bit of the, of the edge, you know, with, especially with two, two giants of the, the, the non-league game meeting in the Senior Cup. It would have been, it would have took a wee bit of the edge off it in the Monday night, but it would have been fantastic to get it televised. Yeah, definitely. But we're going to wish you all the very best for that game and for the rest of the season. We are going to wrap up the show there. It's been an absolute pleasure to have Colin and Mark on. Thank you very much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it.
Cheers, yeah, Scott. I did enjoy that one, mate. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube pages. Thanks very much, everyone. Take care. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers, guys.